Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and today you're listening to podcast number 25. We're going to talk today about one of my favorite topics, which is adding to the flock. Now, we all know, if you love birds, that one is just not enough, (laughs) that more than one is better than one, and birds are really, really addictive. So um, I know I'm guilty of this, too. I have three birds at home. I have a 24-year-old Pionis parrot. Um, an almost four-year-old Kaik, and an 11-year-old or so, actually maybe he's 12, um, Goffin's Cockatoo. And I started off with one bird and kind of added to my flock very gradually at different points in my life. Um, But there are people who feel very strongly that birds are flock animals and they should have friends in the house. Now just remember, I I do tell people that if you have a bird and it's been happy and healthy and socialized and living a great life in your home, it doesn't necessarily need a friend. I do believe that most birds really don't see themselves as birds when they're pets in people's homes. Um, They kind of see themselves as equals to us, so their human companions become flock mates. And I I think birds can live really successfully uh, individually in homes as long as they're getting proper attention, um, they get some mental stimulation, some ability to forage and interact with their family members and have kind of their daily jobs. You know, remember birds in the wild are out there and they're hunting for food, they're hunting for mates, they're hunting for nest sites. These are things that birds in captivity when they're kept as pets don't really have the opportunity to do. So we have to really make an effort to keep our pet birds interested and challenged. Um, And that means, you know, providing food in different areas of their cages, giving them toys, puzzles, and games to play and chew on, and um, time out of their cage, um, time to watch. I'm a big proponent of television for birds. I think if you're hanging out in a cage all day um, while music is nice, I'd rather, you know, watch television and hear, hear and see things as opposed to just hearing things. So I think if you're socializing your bird and you're providing a lot of stimulation, birds can be fine individually in cages. But if you are really thinking about getting another bird, you want to do it the right way. You want to add new birds into your home gradually. So I tell people, certainly if you're going to get another bird, um, you want to certainly go to a reputable place, get a health guarantee, be sure to have that bird checked out by a veterinarian before you bring the bird into your home. We do know that birds can carry all kinds of diseases. Even if they look healthy, they can still be carrying things that are deadly to your existing bird. And you don't want to introduce anything, you know, risk the health of your healthy bird at home. So if you do take that bird home, ideally you want to keep it in a separate room, 
in a separate airspace, which means so the germs can't, you know, jump between the cages and um, infect the existing bird if, if the new bird brings something in. Ideally, you want to do that for at least a month. Um, if you read the books, three months is really the goal because a lot of diseases uh, don't show up till three months in. That's incubation period. But if you can't wait that long, at least a month. This gives your existing bird and your new bird the opportunity to hear each other across the house um, without actually having to see each other. Now, if you live in a studio apartment or a very small space and you don't have the ability to do that, you certainly want to separate the cages as far apart as possible. And you may want to even create a barrier between the birds so that they don't have to see each other initially before hearing each other and kind of getting adjusted to the other's sound. Um, once you've done that and you're sure the bird is as healthy as you can tell and, and you've waited that month and the bird seems to be okay, the next thing I would do is if you're going to bring the birds into the same room, um, if they're going to be housed in the same room, I would put their cages at sort of opposite ends of the room and see how they react. You know, some birds are very curious. Other birds get very fearful. Some birds get territorial. Remember that this new bird is coming into the territory of the existing bird, and some birds can be kind of possessive of their territories. So you kind of have to do it gradually. I wouldn't just slide the bird's cages next to each other, and I, by all means, I would not put one bird in the other bird's cage. Um, in general, I'm not a big fan of housing birds together in the same cage if one bird has been in that cage for a long period of time. I think that they should each have their own spaces. Um, I think that if they react positively to each other over some time, and I would I would wait, you know, at least a week before pushing the cages a little closer, a little closer to see how they do, assuming they do okay when the cages are across the room from each other. Um, I would still create a little bit of space between the cages. You know, I have seen birds reach through and grab onto other birds' toes and legs and create all kinds of uh, drama and injury. So I, I definitely would leave some space between the cages just to see how the birds react. Um, and you can bring birds into the same room and they can certainly be interested in each other, but having their own cages, their own perches, their own feeding stations, their own toys, I think that gives birds a sense of their own uh, independent area. And, and I think it's nice to have birds have company if they like that. Um, some birds will talk to each other, they'll chirp at each other. I have had birds, I know even in my animal hospital, uh, birds that don't know each other in our boarding area, even behind barriers where they can't see each other. One talks and the other responds. I, I know late at night I've been in the boarding room. Uh, it's been a little creepy when one bird says ring ring and the other one says hello who's there. I've actually heard that. So I know birds definitely are aware of, of other birds in their surroundings um, and they will interact with them but this is something that has to be done gradually in a non-threatening way. Um, as I said before, I'm not a big fan of having them share the cage. Um, while there are some types of birds, you know, if the same, uh, same type of bird is introduced into the same cage with the similar species of bird, um, I think that's fine if that's something that they seem to react positively to. Certainly budgies can share cages with budgies and lovebirds can share cages with lovebirds. Um, but usually birds are most successful at sharing their cage with another bird like that when they're raised together from the beginning. Certainly the bigger the bird, the bigger the cage. So it would be really difficult to have two macaws in a cage unless you have a very, very large cage like a flight cage um, that you can actually walk into. So in general, I'm not a big fan of their sharing cages. Um, I do think it's nicer if birds have their own space. 
will birds get jealous? Absolutely. I definitely think birds get jealous. And I think that if you're going to introduce uh, another bird into the same room with your existing bird, I think that you have to take some time and you have to give your existing bird a little extra TLC, a few extra treats. When you show your existing bird the new bird, I think you have to pair the sight of that new bird with some treats to the old bird or the existing bird so that the existing bird learns to associate the sight of that new bird with something pleasant and something positive. Um, it's not unlike what I recommend when people bring, um, you know, a new dog or cat in the house or even a new person. Um, if you bring, you know, a new spouse into the house, a new sibling, a new baby, um, the existing bird can get jealous. So pairing the sight of that new individual, whether it's an animal or a person, um, with something pleasant that that existing or old bird you know loves whether it's a favorite treat um, or a toy or something that sometimes could help that older bird feel secure and understand that the new bird is something good and not something to be afraid of um, a lot of new birds coming into the home you know they don't have that same uh, uh, same worry that their territory is going to get taken away or or that they should be jealous because they they don't have that bond with you yet. Um, they haven't really uh, acclimated to the territory as their own yet. So they may be more a little a little bit more amenable to uh, adjusting to a new bird. But every pair of birds is different. So you really have to go slowly and see what happens and see how the old bird reacts to the new bird. It may be that the old bird's going to accept the new bird and the new bird just doesn't want to share a space. So um, it's not a bad thing if your birds don't want to hang out and make friends. Uh, you know, again, you can have multiple birds in a house in separate locations, separate rooms, or even across a room, and they can be just fine that way and interact just by talking to each other without necessarily physically touching each other or being so close to each other. Um, how can you tell if your bird is not happy? Well, I think birds have all different ways of communicating. Um, I think that body language is a big one. Um, if birds are afraid, I know my Pionis does this all the time, and if you have a Pionis parrot, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But birds will puff themselves up, make themselves look really, really big, kind of ferocious if they're afraid. Um, Pionis parrots have this wonderful thing that they do. They go, they breathe really, really quickly. Um, it's almost like they're panting and it's kind of scary if you've never seen a bird do that, but that's kind of a, a menacing behavior on the part of a pionis. Other birds will do similar things. Um, they'll stretch out their wings. They'll just try to look big. So that's one type of thing you can tell when you're looking at your existing bird. If, if he stands in that posture, he may be a little afraid and trying to look menacing. Um, your bird may scream. Your bird may become aggressive to you. These are all sort of fear responses. And I think that if you see that, that's a signal that you really don't want to push your existing bird too hard and that he's uncomfortable with the new bird coming in. Um, and your new bird may do that as well. So if you're seeing those signs, I would back off a little bit, maybe move your other bird, your new bird away from the existing cage uh, of, the, of the existing bird, or even move the new bird back out into another room or, or around a corner corner or in a space and go really gradually. Some birds are very, very willing to accept other new birds over time and some are not and that's fine. You know, you just have to try and see how your birds react to each other. 
Um, you know, birds will, will snap, they'll scream, they'll act unhappy or very nervous. Um, some birds might not eat if they're really uncomfortable. They may sort of act on guard if they're worried another bird is coming into their territory. So if you see this, again, that's a signal to slow down or to back off. Um, you can certainly tell if your birds are a good match for each other if they start to interact. I mean, you know, certain birds will talk to each other, that one bird will chirp, the other one will respond. Um, they'll, their body language is more relaxed. They may be looking out at the other bird's cage, um, trying to reach out to that bird and get its attention. Um, you know, again, so those are all indications that the bird is interested, it's happy, it, it's excited, it's curious. Those are all good signs that your bird is excited to have a new friend in the house. Um, and again, as I said before, some birds will do this and other birds absolutely will not accept another bird in the house. And, and you really just have to accept that if your bird is like that, it's okay. Um, not every bird needs a friend. And I hear that a lot. My bird needs a friend because birds are flock animals. That's definitely true in the wild. But remember, your bird's first friend is you and your family. Usually the human caretakers are the, are the bird's flock mates to begin with if they live singly in the home. And bringing other birds in doesn't necessarily mean that your bird is going to recognize that other bird as a member of its flock. Um, and in general, again, as I mentioned before, I don't like mixing um, big birds and small birds, even in the same room. So things like um, budgies and cockatiels, they can carry certain diseases that can be very deadly to uh, some of the bigger birds, even the medium-sized parrots. So. Um, budgies and cockatiels, unfortunately, if they come out of pet stores and they've been around a lot of other birds and they haven't um, been quarantined, there's a disease called psittacosis or chlamydiosis, which is not like the venereal disease chlamydia, but it's, it's, it's a... It's called chlamydia. Um, it's also called parrot fever. Um, it's a disease that is sort of rampant in the bird world, and budgies and cockatiels can carry it with any, without any signs at all, and they can transmit it even through the air, through little droplets if they cough or they sneeze or they breathe, or if they're... Um, if their poop dries up and, and wafts through the air uh, onto the other bird's cage, onto a larger bird's cage, um, and those larger birds are more susceptible to getting this disease. So um, I would be very careful about mixing small birds and large birds or small birds and even medium-sized parrots in the same room. Um, I think little birds do fine in the same room with little birds, and some larger birds may be fine in the same room with larger birds as long as they each have their own large enough space. Um, but again, I think you have to consider every pair matching individually. Um, I definitely would never, ever put a small bird in with a big bird. I mean, that would be dangerous. We know that, you know, birds can injure each other and, and um, mixing and matching like that isn't a great idea. So definitely, you know, you can put birds in the same room together. They can live happily, um, but I'm not a real big fan of putting them in the same cage. Um, certainly there are some types of birds like finches and canaries that do live together very happily um, and they are more quote-unquote flock-like um, but generally birds do better if they're raised from a young age together because that's really all they know. They know that those other birds in the cage are their flock mates and they're not established into their patterns of you know how they use their own space or how they interact with you. 
Um, so again, if you're considering, if you have a, an existing bird and you're considering adding another bird, I would definitely recommend you seek the advice of someone who has experience with this, a veterinarian, an avian veterinarian or a breeder, somebody who has done this before and has a sense of what types of birds will match well, you know, what's the setup. Um, if you do end up housing birds in the same cage, like lots of little birds, little finches or canaries or even budgies, there sometimes you can put cockatiels together in a cage. Um, you certainly want to make sure you have enough uh, feeding stations for them. You don't want to just provide one bowl of food that they have to fight over the perch, you know, to stand in front of that bowl of food or water. You want to make sure that there are perches at all levels so that they can get separated in the cage. Um, you want to make sure that there are enough resources like toys so um, or even nesting sites. I mean some people you know have um, little huts in the cage or whatever else your bird likes. There has to be more than one if you're housing more than one bird in a cage because you, that, those are things the birds certainly will fight over um, and um, can become more territorial. So trying to get them acclimated means providing enough resources. Um, these sound like silly things, but again, you have to think like, you know, if you're growing up and you had a sibling and you wanted to share a bedroom or if your, your family uh, had a situation where you were sharing your bedroom with a sibling, you know, you each had your own bed. Maybe you had your own desk. Maybe you, own, you had, had your own bookshelf, um, certainly your own toys. Um, you can share some things, but, you know, you live better when you have your own things even in a shared space. The same is true for birds. So again, um, if you're not sure what to do, ask your veterinarian, ask a breeder. These are things that these trained professionals definitely um, have experience with. So I hope that these have answered some of your questions um, about what to do if you're thinking of getting a new bird. Um, I thought at this point I would have take a mailbag opportunity and answer a question. Um, Lisa H. from Texas has asked, if two different species of birds live together close enough, say they're sharing cage, do you think that they'll pick up each other's quirks or habits? And the answer is absolutely that is possible. We know that birds, um, particularly those that speak like African greys or macaws um, or cockatoos or some Amazon parrots, but even budgies, um, if they're speaking and making sounds, birds tend to mimic each other. So, you know, when we live with them, they learn to mimic our voices and our spoken language, and they can certainly mimic each other's sounds. Um, if birds are doing certain movements or uh hanging out in a certain way in the cage, a lot of other birds will watch that and they will do the same. So I absolutely think that birds pick up on each other's habits. Um, it's kind of funny to watch, uh, but it is definitely possible. So that's a, sort of an interesting thing to see if you see changes in your own bird's behavior if your bird starts sharing uh, a room or even a cage with another uh, new flock mate. Um, it's that's fine as long as it's not an annoying habit that's going to drive you crazy like screaming or something like that or biting. Um, hopefully that's not what happens if you introduce a new bird into your home. Um, I hope today that you have learned about uh, introducing new flock mates into your home. It's definitely something to consider and to approach slowly and think about and not rush into. You can upset your own bird um, or upset the new bird coming in. So just, again, realize that not all birds need friends. Um, birds can be very happy in each other's homes, in our homes, uh, without necessarily having other truly avian companions. They can do well 
with human companions as well if they are given enough of an opportunity for socialization, playtime, time out of the cage, toys, um, you know, things to interact with, food, and, and just mental stimulation. So um, just remember, you know, if you have questions, you should feel free to ask me. Um, when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you can follow our Zupreme pa- Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask me questions on the sh- for me to answer on the show. And you'll also see some sneak peeks there to episodes you may have missed in the past. So if you do have any questions, remember, too, that you can contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and thank you so much today for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.